Democrats are wild socialists. Hillary is still the best old obnoxious white socialist available. That is the short story of Tuesday night's terrible, unbelievably dull debate between Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Vermont socialist loonbag Bernie Sanders, former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley, former Delaware Governor Lincoln Chafee, who he was there, right? I mean, I think. And, and former Virginia Senator Jim Webb. The reason that I give the scare quotes to the word debate is because the candidates didn't lay a glove on one another at all. Republicans at their first debate beat the living crap out of each other, but they took a loyalty oath to the eventual Republican nominee. Democrats were simply, they were, they were happy to just arrive and then pledge their loyalty directly to Hillary Clinton, forget the primaries and all. Hillary was supposed to go up against Bernie Sanders. That was supposed to be the big moment. Well, she didn't castrate Bernie Sanders. He generously redistributed his testicles to her in a jar. So without further ado, here are the debate grades for this endless affair. Hillary Clinton, sad to say she gets an A. And I try to be objective about these debate grades because I think that Hillary Clinton is about as close to the Antichrist as any person currently living, with the exception of President Obama. But she does get an A. And the reason she gets an A is because she is a great liar, at least when she doesn't have anyone contradicting her. She is practiced. She's polished. She's memorized. They've upgraded all of her programming. Her face moves sometimes now. And that means that she gets away with it. She lied over and over. She lied about her record, her record as Secretary of State. She actually got away with calling Libya a beautiful example of smart power, which is just incredible. She said that Russia was going great guns until Putin came back as president of the country, even though Putin was always running the country. And she said that she'd be tough in Syria after having called Bashar Assad a reformer. And then she started lying about what she did when she was senator. She said that yeah, she voted for the Iraq War and the Patriot Act and the Wall Street bailouts, but she opposed all of them as soon as she found out what they were for. She just didn't know when she was voting for them. She said that she wasn't running as a Clinton or as a woman, but she was also not not running as a Clinton or as a woman. She said that she wasn't Barack Obama's third term because she has a uterus. She said she likes capitalism, but really secretly she sort of hates capitalism and agrees with Bernie Sanders. So it was a, it was a great night for Hillary Clinton, and nobody laid a glove on her the entire time. Anderson Cooper didn't ask her any questions about her radicalism on abortion. After she brushed off her email scandal and Bernie Sanders uh, did his self-castration, no follow-ups. He had no follow-ups on Benghazi. She actually said she would get to it, and then she never, of course, got to it. She said, I'll get back to that, which is exactly what she said to the dead guys in Benghazi, coincidentally. Anderson Cooper allowed her to lie, and he wasted 24 minutes in the process. So it was a, it was a big night for Hillary Clinton. Let's move forward to Bernie Sanders' grade. So Bernie Sanders gets a D. And the reason Bernie Sanders gets a D is because his supporters, he's like a Donald Trump character. His supporters will always ensure, always ensure that he has a certain level of support. And the online polls show that the enthusiasm for Bernie Sanders was incredibly high. He won all of the online polls from MSNBC to Drudge to Fox News. But he hurt himself because he let her off the hook on her corruption. He hurt himself because he allowed her to portray herself as honest and decent, even though she's not honest and decent. That one point where Bernie Sanders turned to her and said that everybody was sick of hearing about her emails, Hillary could not have been happier. Hillary could not have been happier. And that's why in the long run, what this debate really showed is that in any competition between Bernie Sanders, who is a septuagenarian crazy guy who shouts at the sky about what he did during the, during the strikes of 1912 with the, with the international industrial unions run by the communists, all of that, all of that, played poorly next to Hillary Clinton's cool and composed line. And then there were the other candidates. Jim Webb, he gets an F, not because he was bad, but because he didn't belong on the stage. Jim Webb was the guy who said that in the debate, 
his worst enemy was the guy who'd thrown a grenade at him and he killed that guy. Now, that's a kind of badass answer, but remember, these are all Democrats, so that doesn't matter. What's a better answer is saying Republicans are bad. If you say Republicans are bad, that's a better answer, and that's what Hillary Clinton said. Jim Webb defended the coal industry. He sort of defended the NRA. He opposed affirmative action. He made the crucial mistake of saying that all lives matter as opposed to all the other old white people on the stage saying that only black lives matter. He even bragged about killing that communist, and that, of course, made Bernie Sanders really upset because those are the people he honeymooned with. I mean, come on. So Jim Webb gets an F because he would have won the Democratic Party nomination back in 1952, but now it's 2015 and only socialists get a shot. And then Lincoln Chafee was, was there as well. Lincoln Chafee, again, looked like he wandered in off of Skid Row. He was so confused the entire night, no one knew why he was there. Martin O'Malley, there were some people saying Martin O'Malley did well last night. Martin O'Malley is so shallow, and he is so ridiculous, and it is so clear. And when he speaks, it looks as though every thought that he has was written in crayon by a seven-year-old, and he has no ability to upgrade that. So Hillary Clinton ends up winning by default. America loses by default. Hillary Clinton told no less than two dozen lies last night, and we'll go through some of those coming up. But overall, big win for Hillary Clinton. Oh, good Lord. This is going to be a long year and a half. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Tend to demonize people who don't care about your feelings. All right, folks. So we survived. It is the day after the big Democrat debate, and I watched it for you so you didn't have to. And no, it was totally not worth the paycheck. It was awful in every respect. It was two hours of people lying and Hillary sitting there with her well-botoxed face, and it was just, it was egregious. And, and between Hillary Clinton cackling and Bernie Sanders screaming at the sky like, a, like a, the, the old socialist loon bag that he is, I mean, he, he really is the guy who you never want to talk to at parties. He's the guy you walk in and you see him and he's got the spittle and it kind of drips down his chin a little bit and he's got dandruff on his collar, and then he charges over to you because he can't wait to talk to you and he jabs his finger in your chest and then he tells you about the shirt tail strike, and you're like, oh, God, can I please get out of here? And, and you just want to wipe his mouth because he's got the crust. That was Bernie Sanders last night in the Democrats' debate, and he won, according to the online polls. It was really bad. It started off on a bad foot, and I just have to spend one moment mocking Sheryl Crow because Sheryl Crow sang the national anthem. And let's just say acapella is not Sheryl Crow's friend. Here is what it sounded like when Sheryl Crow sang the national anthem in, in front of a bunch of people who actually— don't like the national anthem. Actually, believe it or not, there were media members who were sitting backstage. They have their own press room. And there are reports that they didn't stand up for the national anthem, which is no great shock. Most of these people were just surprised they didn't play the international. So here, here exactly is, is Cheryl Crow. And uh, I, I do have a theory as to why she sounds bad here. Can you see by the dawn's early light? How uncomfortable Bernie Sanders so looks right here. At the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and <laughs> bright stars through the perilous Okay, we can stop her there before she humiliates herself further. This is what happens, folks, when you vow to spend your life using no more than one sheet of toilet paper to wipe your ass. Now, this is actually her, her actual, she has said this, this is her actual environmental policy to save the universe. She's only going to use one sheet of toilet paper, which, as everyone knows, is insufficient. And eventually you end up singing like that on a national debate stage if that's the policy that you pursue. Okay, now we can actually jump into the content of the debate, whatever the content was. The big blockbuster moment of the debate 
There were really two. We'll get to the second one in just a moment. But they were all they were all, all the blockbuster moments of the debate were between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders because no one cares about any of the other candidates. Again, Lincoln Chafee just looked utterly bewildered as to as to the universe. And he was just kind of standing there wondering what was going on all around him. He was like a newborn baby, just staring at the light and wondering what it was and how fascinating it was. And Martin O'Malley, <laughs> Martin O'Malley was similarly entranced by, by all of the bright lights and shiny objects. He just kind of stood there looking stupid most of the evening. And then, and then there, there were certain lines that he, that he said, and, and he sort of expected there to be laughter that emerged from them, and they didn't. And Bernie Sanders called for an open revolution um, because open revolutions go so well for socialists. They usually end in millions of people killed. But Bernie Sanders wanted a revolution, and then they went to Martin O'Malley, and Martin O'Malley kind of grinned awkwardly and said, he wanted a green energy revolution. And he waited for everybody to cheer for him. And when no one did, his face just kind of dropped. And he got real sad. And, and you could see what he really wanted to do was just yell out to the crowd, does anyone want to see my six pack? But he couldn't do it because he was on national TV. Plus, somebody had, had specifically sewn his shirt to his pants to make sure he didn't do it. So, uh, But, but the, the real big moments of the debate were all between crazy old socialist Bernie Sanders and crazy old undercover socialist Hillary Clinton. Hillary is, is like a gay guy on the down low. Everybody knows that she is that, but she can't really say it openly. So Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton go at it over capitalism. What's amazing about this exchange, we'll just preface it with this, Bernie Sanders says he's a socialist. Now, we've been saying for years that Barack Obama is a socialist for saying exactly what Bernie Sanders says, right? But we're bad. That makes us racist. Bernie Sanders says he's a socialist, and he's an old Jewish socialist, and so he can say it. His actual description of socialism, you'll notice, has nothing to do with government ownership of the means of production. This is one of the, the myths that the left constantly throws out, which is that Marxism is solely and completely government ownership of the means of production. If you're not calling for nationalization of all industry, then you're not really a socialist. You're not a true communist or socialist. Bernie Sanders gives the lie to that. He says, I'm a socialist, and basically my vision of socialism is that there is private business, but we get to decide which businesses succeed and which fail. We get to confiscate money from the people we want to confiscate money from, and we get to ensure that nobody earns too much money. Then they go to Hillary Clinton, and she says, hey, that's my definition of capitalism. And this was the debate. Seriously, it was, was that Bernie Sanders' definition of socialism and Hillary Clinton's definition of capitalism were exactly the same, meaning one of these people is wrong. And the truth is, the person who's wrong is Hillary, because she's lying. Marx prefers government ownership of the means of production as an end goal. But until you get there, he's also fine with unionizing all the factories and ensuring that everybody gets their fair share, which, of course, is Hillary's proposal. But you'll hear these two crazy old socialists speak with each other. And the reason that Hillary wins this particular part of the debate is because she doesn't give in to the truth. Bernie Sanders actually just says the truth, and this is why the grassroots loves him. Hillary continues to lie, and so the grassroots doesn't like her so much. So here is Bernie Sanders versus Hillary Clinton, combined age, 723,209, speaking about capitalism. And both of them were around both when Adam Smith wrote his tome as well as when Karl Marx wrote his. Here we go. Is doing. You don't consider yourself a capitalist, though. Do I consider myself part of the casino capitalist process by which so few have so much and so many have so little, by which Wall Street, greed and recklessness wreck this economy? No, I don't. I believe in a society oh, wow. where all people do well, not just a handful of billionaires. Just, uh, let me just be clear, is there any bill, anybody else on the stage who's not a capitalist? Well, let, let, let me just follow up on that, Anderson, because 
When I think about capitalism, I think about all the small businesses that were started because we have the opportunity and the freedom in our country for people to do that and to make a good living for themselves and their families. And I don't think we should confuse what we have to do every so often in America, which is save capitalism from itself. And I think what Senator Sanders is saying certainly makes sense in the terms of the inequality that we have. But we are not Denmark. I love Denmark. We are the United States of America, and it's our job to rein in the excesses of capitalism so that it doesn't run amok and doesn't cause the kind of inequities okay. so that we're seeing in our economic. There's actually appropriate uh, background music when my phone goes off playing the patent theme for Hillary Clinton playing as though she likes America. Uh, Hillary Clinton saying that she loves capitalism and she loves small business and it's all great, and you expect this big banner to unfurl behind her because suddenly she doesn't like communism and socialism anymore. But notice they're saying exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing, right? Bernie Sanders says, do I believe in casino capitalism? Do I believe that capitalism that benefits the few at the expense of the many is the greatest thing in the world? No, I do not, right? And then, and then Hillary says, well, capitalism has benefited a lot of people, but what we really need to do is make sure that it doesn't benefit the few at the expense uh, of the many and also that we rein in casino capitalism. And you're sitting there going, wait, they just said exactly the same thing but not in exactly the same way. And this is the point. The Democratic Party has moved so far to the left that Hillary and Bernie are saying precisely the same kind of crap. And we're all supposed to pretend that they're not and that Hillary's an actual moderate. Okay, so the second biggest moment of the debate was, was actually when Hillary was questioned about her emails. Now, Hillary has no good answers on why she hid her emails because there are no good answers. She legitimately took her, her private server. She got it a couple of days before she was appointed Secretary of State specifically set it up so that nobody could sift her emails from the government so that we would never be able to look at her emails. And then she destroyed 30,000 of them before handing them over to the government of the United States. She has no good answers on this. And then they go to Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders, uh, my good friend Jeremy Boring, has, a, has a, a theory about Bernie Sanders, and I think it's probably right. So I'll explain the theory after you see this particular clip. And, and after you see what, what you're really going to watch right now is, is Bernie Sanders forcibly remove his own testicles and hand them to Hillary Clinton in a jar. That's basically what happens in this particular clip, because Bernie Sanders had the opportunity here to really hurt Hillary Clinton, and instead of doing that, he basically handed her the primaries. Here we go. Let me say, let me say something that may not be great politics, but I think the secretary is right. And that is that the American people are sick and tired of hearing about your damn emails. Thank you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> okay, and then Hillary proceeded to cackle like a maniac. I mean, it's so obvious to you how happy she is there. I mean, that's the happiest that she's been since she learned that Bill was sleeping with other women. She, she's really just overjoyed. I mean, we get to, <laughs> get to that point, and Hillary starts cackling like a, like a maniac. And then she turns to Sanders and shakes his hand and basically wants to get as physically close to him, physically closer to him than any man she's been with since, since Chelsea was born. And, and what's amazing about that, so, so Jeremy's theory, and I, when I rewatch the clip, I'm, I'm not fully convinced. Jeremy's theory is that Bernie Sanders meant that to be an attack on her, that he meant to attack her the same way that Chris Christie sort of attacked Donald Trump and Carly Fiorina back during the second Republican debate. You remember Carly Fiorina and, and, Chris Chris, and uh, Donald Trump were going at it about their various business records, and then Chris Christie jumped in, he, he cannonballed in, and he said, everybody understands that you have great business records, no one cares. 
right? No, this was his big slap at them. Well, so Jeremy thinks that what Sanders was trying to do there, his theory is that what Sanders was actually trying to say there is no one wants to hear about your damn emails anymore. And the implication being you're corrupt, and this is a terrible distraction from all the issues, and I can't believe that, that this has taken up so much time and effort. So when I watch that again, maybe that's what Bernie Sanders was told to do beforehand, but that's not the way it comes off. It does come off the way that, that I think most people take it, which is here he is, the gallant knight in, in shining, rusted armor, riding in on, on a cat and saving Hillary Clinton. And, and that's pretty much what it was. And you can see Hillary was just overjoyed about all of this in the headline for Bernie, Bernie Sanders started fundraising off of all of this. He actually sent out an email to people saying, you know, we're sick of hearing about the emails. I said we're sick about hearing the emails. It's time to talk about the real issues. Give money to me. So Bernie Sanders, here's what he actually did there. By taking that issue off the table, not only did he take the issue off the table for himself, he took it off for everybody else. Martin O'Malley, who again, looked just wildly confused as to what was going on at all times on the stage. And he looked, he, he honestly looked like he'd taken a hit of something before he, before he did. He, he's... You know, there was a, Anderson Cooper at one point in the debate suggested that everybody in the audience had, had smoked dope. And it, it did look like Martin O'Malley may have directly before the debate because they went back to O'Malley. And O'Malley has been very aggressive about Hillary's email scandals. And O'Malley presumed, absolutely just went forward with the Bernie Sanders approach and said, no, I think, that, I think this is all you know, nonsense and said a political hit job. Okay, the fix is in, folks. And don't pay attention to the media that's saying that Bernie Sanders is a real threat to Hillary Clinton. He is not. Bernie Sanders is a setup. Bernie Sanders is a stalking horse. Bernie Sanders is what the media want you to believe is a challenge to Hillary Clinton. And Bernie Sanders' presence in the race right now forecloses the possibility that somebody like Joe Biden jumps in. This debate was so good for Hillary that it prevents Joe Biden from jumping in because all the enthusiasm for, all the panic is gone, right? No one's panicking anymore. If you're wildly left, you're not panicking because you like Bernie Sanders. And if you're a moderate, you're not panicking because Hillary Clinton looks sane because she's Salieri in the insane asylum from Amadeus. Right? When, you're, when you're the guy who's sitting there and you've tried to slit your own throat multiple times, but you're sitting there and you're playing piano and just outside your room where you're playing the piano, people are smearing their own feces on themselves, you look pretty reasonable. And that was Hillary Clinton in that debate. Lincoln Chafee was over in, in, in the corner of the room knitting a sweater or something. And Jim Webb was, was still having nom flashbacks. And Martin O'Malley was sort of walking around like Jar Jar Binks and, and saying Misa every so often. And, and Hillary Clinton looks great, by contrast. And that's, that's sort of how it went. Hillary Clinton, however, is a vile partisan. And, and that is, is super clear. I have nothing against being a partisan because I'm obviously a partisan. But I will say that what Hillary Clinton said during this debate is indicative of just how far left the Democratic Party has moved what a, what a hack she is. I mean, she, she pretends that she's a moderate. She's an absolute partisan hack. And then also it demonstrates why Hillary Clinton actually has a bit of an inherent advantage in this election cycle against some of the Republicans. Hillary Clinton was asked who her greatest enemy was, and here was her answer. Well, in addition to the NRA, um, the health insurance companies, the drug companies, um, the Iranians, um, <laughs> Probably the Republicans. And you can see the enthusiasm that just washes over her as soon as she says the Republicans. She's kind of staring off into space, right? It's the Iranians, it's the NRA, it's the pharmaceutical companies. What other things on Bernie Sanders' checklist can I hit here? And, and by the way, when she says the Iranians are her enemy, the Ayatollahs have never laughed as hard. I mean, the, the, the Iranians beg for Hillary Clinton. They love Barack Obama, and they love Hillary. Hillary's the one who initiated the Iran nuclear deal. The Iranians are her enemies. You've got to be kidding me. And when she said, notice also for the Democrats, when if you asked any of the Republicans who are your greatest enemies, seriously, if you asked any of the Republicans who are your greatest enemies, aside from Scott Walker, who might say teachers' unions, 
really, because they actually tried to take him out of office, virtually all of the Republicans would say, ISIS, the Iranians, Vladimir Putin, the Chinese, right? They would name some sort of foreign policy threat. Hillary Clinton proceeds to name a domestic political group, the NRA, which is a fully legal group that has millions of members. And then she proceeds to list actual companies in the United States, right, that are, that are engaging in legal business. This is the lady who said just a few moments ago, you watched me play it, that business and small business in the United States are wonderful things that have created prosperity. Who are her big enemies? The pharmaceutical companies, right? The companies that produce the drugs that save people's lives. Those people are her enemies, right? And then finally she gets to her big enemies and the enthusiasm washes over her, the Republicans, right? The Republicans are her big enemies, of course. And we all knew this because Hillary Clinton despises conservatives and Republicans more than she does ISIS or the Iranians or anybody else who's truly evil on planet Earth. She sees them as the real threat to her and to her vision of the world, to her utopian quest for a more just and, and equal world. And the Republicans don't see it the same way. The Republicans see their enemies as actual foreign policy threats, typically. That's why Hillary has an advantage, because Hillary is going to spend this entire campaign season explaining Republicans are a bunch of racist, bigot, sexist homophobes who hate their mothers, and Republicans are going to explain that Democrats just disagree on the issues, but we all agree that ISIS is bad. And you tell me who's going to win that election. We've run this tape multiple times at this point. We've run 2008 and 2012. We don't need to do it again. And, uh, and Hillary Clinton is, is setting Democrats up to do exactly that. It was a, a solid debate for Hillary Clinton. It was, a, uh, it, it was clear also that Hillary Clinton, by the way, wants to seize the mantle of Barack Obama. She was asked at one point what would, she would, do, what would make her not the third term. What would make her not the third term for Barack Obama? And here was her answer as to what would make her not the third term of Barack Obama. How would you not be a third term of President Obama? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I, I think being the first woman president would be quite a change from the presidents we've had up until mm. this point, including uh, President Obama. To really put a capper on that, she really should have just done a strip tease at the end. You know, da, 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 da. Because if that's all she's got, I'm a woman, hear me roar, you know, if that's all she's got. But that, that is all she has, because then she continued. And she said, the only thing that distinguishes me from Barack Obama, who has been just a joy and a wonder, the only thing that distinguishes me is that I would go further than he has, which is the dictionary definition of third term for Barack Obama. I mean, if you were to say, what is Obama going to do in his third term? It would be more of this, except more, right? Well, Hillary Clinton says exactly that. Hillary name-checked Obama about a dozen times last night because she's trying to lock up the minority vote and to keep it away from Joe Biden. Very good debate for Hillary Clinton. Very bad debate for America. She told lie after lie after lie. We didn't even get to her lies here. I mean, she told something like 27 lies, 27 separate lies, ranging from where she said that she didn't really back the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the, the TPP, the trade deal, that she negotiated and, and called the gold standard. She said, well, no, I said I hoped it would be the gold standard. No, Hillary, you said it was the gold standard to when she said that that it was smart power in Libya, which, and she said that they'd elected a moderate government in Libya, neglecting, of course, to mention that the government is now meeting in boats off the coast of Libya because it's a government in exile. She told lie after lie. My, my favorite line of the night, actually, we don't have it on tape, but Hillary Clinton, at one point, this was the most important line of the night for her. She was talking about how Republicans, they always say that they're against big government, but they love big government. See, they want to shut down Planned Parenthood. And then she proceeded, which of course is idiotic. They wanted to fund Planned Parenthood, that small government by nature. She then continued by saying, when it came to paid maternity leave, paid family and, and parental leave, she said, of course we can pay for it. We can do anything. 
We'll make the wealthy pay for it. Okay, this is the Democratic platform in a nutshell. We'll make the rich people pay for it. So, but, but listen to how the media treat it. Donald Trump says, we're going to build a wall between the United States and Mexico, and we will make the Mexican government pay for it by leveraging them, using our trade deals and using sanctions. We'll, we'll use all the methods at our disposal to make them pay to build that wall. And the media go, no, this is crazy. This is totally out of bounds. How could he possibly say such a thing? Hillary Clinton said on national television, the leading candidate for president of the United States, she said, we are going to build utopia and rich people are going to pay for it. And everybody just went, woo, awesome. Okay, let, let me explain something. If we removed 100% of all earnings above $1 million for everyone in the United States this year, that would be a grand total of $616 billion. Wouldn't pay for anything. Okay, there's just not enough money to go around for Hillary Clinton's grand utopian visions and killing the rich, you know, the execution of the, the aristocracy, exempting, of course, herself and all the other rich white people on stage with her, including Anderson Cooper. That is not going to solve the problem. The Democratic Party has gone full-scale socialist. The only difference between Hillary and Bernie Sanders is that Hillary doesn't wave her arms around in the air and she doesn't have wild hair and she has a steely demeanor and and her programming has been upgraded. But the reality is that Hillary, Bernie Sanders, two sides of the exact same coin. Bill Clinton, if Bill Clinton were running today with the same platform he ran with in 1992, he would not even make it into the debates. That's how far left the Democratic Party has moved. And that's not the fault of the Democratic Party. That's the fault of all of their supporters, all of the people out there who want their free stuff. Because that's what the debate was last night. It was Bernie Sanders saying, I want free college education. And then it was Hillary Clinton saying, and I want free abortions. And then it was Bernie Sanders saying, well, you know, I want free green energy for everyone. And then it was Hillary Clinton saying, well, I want free automobiles. And then Bernie Sanders said, free everything for everybody. And then Hillary finally blurted, free everything infinity. And the crowd went wild. That is the democratic debate. That is our political debate. And unbelievably enough, these are the favorites to enter the White House once again. If that isn't depressing enough for you, Watch the second Democratic debate. It's coming up soon. I really don't want to. I will. But we'll see you then. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So... I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 